Kof Yod Tes Amad Aleph, the last blot in Meseches Babikama. And with no further ado, today's Shear is sponsored in honor of Reb Aryeh Pool for your constant commitment to the Chabura, sponsored by an admirer. Reb Aryeh have so many admirers, I don't know who it is. I'm going to start with Reb but I don't know who else, who other admirers we could have. That's our Parnas Hashir and our Parnas HaChaydesh. Is L'schosef Wushleimish Moben Chasha. He should have a Yeshua B'Karev. Thank you, Hashem, for making Mesif the process so easy and smooth. We should all be Zeichet to the Simcha of Adar. In Yerushalayim, Abinuya, Ara Neiseis, Neisav, Eitzchayim, Ilamach, Zikimba, Vesayimchecha, Meushar, Oishar, with an Aleph, and Oishar, with an Ayin, to Reb Aryeh, to his secret admirer, to our Parnas HaChaydesh, and to his Mishpacha, Be'ezer Hashem, Lo'oyrech yomim toivim. Amen. Amen. Rabbi Isai, let's go with a Gishmak, the last daf in Baba Kama. Let's go right to it. Zakti Gemara, V'layim Yishayim Reperis. We are discussing what a person is allowed to buy from somebody, from a Shomer. Are you chayshish that the person is going to steal? Rav Zavin Shabishta Me'arisa. Rav bought Shabishta twigs from an Aris. It says clearly in the Mishnah, the last Mishnah. Everybody's here for the last daf. No, Everybody's here for the last daf. So you should know the last Mishnah about Mitziah. Well, actually, the last Mishnah is not the last daf. But for the Gemara, how are you allowed to buy it? We said that you're not allowed to buy from Shemri Peris or Eitzim Peris. The only time that you're not allowed to buy it, is from a shamer who has no possession in the karka, has no per- percentage, he just gets paid and that's it. Aval Aris, the Isle Begave, since the Aris has a piece in the karka, since he gets a, percent, a percentage, maybe he is Midinavshe, so to speak, maybe he's taking from his own percentage, and that's why it is mutter to buy from an Aris after uh, when, if you're buying from an Aris, from a Shemer is Aser, and from an Aris is Mutter. Tare Abaran, Shemer Peris, like Chimehem, Kishahin Yeshvin, Umeichim, Vasalam, Lefnem. You're allowed to buy from Shemer Peris if, the, if, if they are Salem, they're, they're sitting and there are baskets in front of them, Vitortini Lefnem, and they have a scale in front of them, meaning they're doing it in public in a way that everybody sees, so then we don't have to be Cheshish that they're stealing. But if they told you to hide it, then it's us. From the entrance of the Gina, but not from the back of the Gina. Again, if you're doing it in public, that means you're not stealing. Period. That's the halacha. If you want to buy from a shamer in a certain instance, you can buy from a shamer if it's in a situation that you don't have to be afraid that they're stealing. That is the first bell of the last day of Baba Kama. Itmar when are you allowed to buy from a goslin? You don't have to suspect that what he's dealing with is stolen items. You, are you allowed to buy items from a goslin? Do you have to be chayshish that maybe he's dealing with stolen items? Rav Rav says you have to have roiv that belongs to the ganev that 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 belongs to him, meaning it's not stolen. Shmuel says even if it's only a miet, you're also allowed to buy from a goslin. 
He passed into Adadayla that even a miyot is enough to be mad to you to buy from a ganav. Mamain Masur, the money of a Masur, of a person that gives over things to the government, which the halacha is. Rabbi Yitzchak, and Ablevi Yitzchak, if you'll be here for Baba Kama, you'll be here for Mesachas of Adesaya, Bezer Hashem and Yerushalayim, Habinuya, and over there you're going to see that a Masur, you're allowed to, you're allowed to kill him, we'll see in Mesachas of Adesaya. You're allowed to kill a Masar. So, Mela, what about a Mamein of a Masar? Are you allowed to destroy the Mamein of a Masar? Rav Hunav Rav Yehuda, Machlaikis of Hunav Yehuda. Chadam Ramotel Abdabiyad, Fichadam Ramotel Abdabiyad. Manda Ramotel Abdabiyad, can't be worse than his guf. And if you're allowed to kill him, you're allowed to destroy his Mamein. Umanda Ramotel Abdabiyad, Sometimes a person has a good anacle, a good child. And we want the child to have hanaf on the money. And therefore, it is mutter to, you, it, you should be usher to destroy the money of the musser, because even though he himself he can kill, but he might have an anacle that will utilize the money. We have chizda havaleahu arisa to have a takil v'yahiv, takil v'shakal. A very, very interesting concept. We have chizda had an aris that he would mamish be very stingy on him, he would weigh when he gave him the percentage. He would weigh when he took it back. He would be very, uh, very meduktic on him. Salke, so he removed him. Now, it's a very, now, really, the guy didn't do anything wrong. He's entitled to it. But I'll tell the Elam side, when you're dealing with someone in business, and every single thing is penny-pinching, and he's being redactic like this, and he's being redactic like that, it is not a healthy business relationship, and it is kedai to remove it. It's not kedai. If a guy is mamish nickel and diming you, and you're in a business relationship with him, you should know it will not last long term. A healthy person can give, can get. It goes both ways. At the end, you end up even. But the guys that are mamish cookie co- 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 cookie cutting, whatever you want to term, whatever you want to use the term, should be removed. And you'll see a mayor de kazakh. He even called him a chayte. Look what he said. Kara anafsheh. If Chizda said about himself that he removed his iris, he said, Utzvayin letzadik. Chayel chayte. The the it's hidden for the tzaddik the possessions of the chayte, meaning the aris was called a chayte. Big deal. What did he do wrong? That is, in a in a relationship, a person can't be kargzich. You know, a person wants to generally be seder, but in a relationship, you have to be able to give and to get. That's the way a healthy relationship functions. And it's a pella that he even called him a chayte. But that was his point. He removed him. If you're penny pinching, it is not a good. Relationship and in general in life, if you see a guy like that, you should know, huh? Both. It goes all hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. If a person is machin zimashib, is that machin zimashib? Usually, it is not a healthy relationship. Key and money, yes, and love too. Yes, absolutely. You can't kag on love, and that is the final bell of Miseches Babakama Yud Tes Adar Aleph Tavshin. Peidalid and the schus of today's Limara Taira is in honor of Reb Aryeh Pool for your constant commitment to the Chabura, sponsored by an admirer. That is our Parnas Hashir and our Parnas Achaydesh. Is Lischus if we Chasha. He should have a Yeshua Bekarev. Thank you, Hashem, for making the Masifta process so easy and smooth. We should all be Zaycha to the Simcha of Adar in Yerushalayim. Habinuya. Rabbi, I'm also an admirer, but I didn't sponsor. 
I'm sure there's other admirers. One, one, it says an admirer. It doesn't say the admirer. There are other admirers too. Huh? How do you say, uh, how do you say admirer? Someone that uh, is machshiv you, appreciates who you are. Uh, that's an admirer. That's an admirer. Zarkta Yimarem. Another Pasuk. So we finish with Havchizda. The Gemara brings a Pasuk. Zat Gemara, Kimatik Vaschanev, Kiyivtsa, Kiyishal Eloika Nafshay. What's the benefit of a person that steals money? Kiyishal Eloika Nafshay. His, a, uh, his, their Banishalam will take away his Nefesh. His nef- well, actually, we'll see how we translate the Pasuk. His Nefesh will be removed. And the Gemara discusses how to translate this Pasuk. Rav Huna, Rav Chizda, Rav Huna and Rav Chizda disagree about this. One says it's referring to the Nigzal. One says it's referring to the Gazla. Meaning if it's the Nafshe of the Nigzal, it means when somebody steals, he's taking away the person's Nefesh. When you take somebody's money, you're not just taking away his money. You're violating the guy. And it's as if you took away his Nefesh. It's a terrible uh, emotional abuse when a person steals from somebody else. So that's the Nafshe of the Nigzal. And the other shot is Nafshe Shel Gazlan, that the Rebbeinu Shalom will take away the Nefesh, Rachman al-Tzlan, of the Gazlan. Those are two ways to understand this Pasuk. And the Gemara elaborates. Man, there Nafshe Shel Nagzal Dachsev, Kain Orchus Kol This is the path of a person that takes somebody else's money. As Nefesh Be'alav Yikach. He basically took the person's Nefesh. When you steal from somebody, you're essentially taking his Nefesh. That's the... Uh, that's the term of a kiyishal alakah When you steal from somebody, you are killing him. That's one shot. According to that shot, it means the Rebbeinu Shalom will take the nefesh from the Gazlin, meaning the punishment will be that he will lose his nefesh. Don't steal from a poor man. The Rebbeinu Shalom will fight their fight. The Rebbeinu Shalom will take the nefesh, simply put, of the person that stole from them. So you see, when a person steals, the Rebbeinu Shalom will, Rachman al-Tzlan, take the nefesh of the Gazlan. So we have two psukim that are seemingly astira. One Pasuk seems to say that the Geneva is taking the nefesh of the Nignav, and one Pasuk says it will cause the Gazlan's nefesh to be taken. And that's the Gemara going to analyze. According to the, the one shot, it says nefesh which sounds like when a person steals, it's as if he took the Nignav's nefesh. So the more my bailam, bailam dahashto. It doesn't mean the bailam of the person that owned the item that was stolen. It means the new bailam, the ganav. It means the bailam's nefesh, the ganav's nefesh, will be taken from him by the rabbi So that is according to this pshat. The edach, according to the other sheet, tanami akzivakaves kaveim nefesh. It sounds like that the ganav will lose his nefesh, but he learns it's not going on the ganav. It's going on the nignav. And he explains the Pasuk, Matam Kamar, the, the Pasuk's explaining, Matam Vikavas Kevem, Mishum de Kavi Nefesh. The reason why the Rabbani Shalom punishes the Ganev is because they stole a Nefesh. So basically, the two Pshatim, either we're focusing on the fact that the Ganev, it's as if the Ganev took the person's Nefesh, or we're focusing on the fact that the Rabbani Shalom will take the person's Nefesh because he stole. Am Rabbi Yechanan, Kalagoizel is Chavesh of Epruta. A person steals from his friend the Pruta, it's as if he took away his neshama. It's as if he took away the person's neshama. There's different ways to explain it, but one understanding is that a person's money is called damim. It's the equivalent of a person's nefesh, because a person puts a lot of kaiches into his money. A person uses, puts a lot of effort into making parnasa. 
And a mela, when that's why there's such a tremendous chos and a person gives tzaka. The reason why it's tzaka to Hatzel Mimaves is the person's giving from his damim to somebody else and midah kereged midah, the payback is that the Rebbein Shalom gives him, uh, take, saves him from others. So that's one way to understand. If you steal from somebody's money, you're basically taking his nefesh because his damim, his money is his nefesh. And then there's the emotional that we spoke about before that a per, you, you violate the person by taking his item. Two ways to understand it. So the first pasuk he brings is that it's as if you took the person's nefesh. Number two, the pasuk describes it as if you took the nefesh of the banim and the banis. We'll see about that in a minute. It's not only do you take his nefesh, you even took his children's nefesh. That's what I was going to explain it. We'll see in a minute. Another Pasuk, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says Hamas, which is stealing, and the Pasuk says it's considered spilling blood. So you see, stealing is considered spilling blood. Another Pasuk that it says Shal killed the Gevainim. Now, Shal did not kill the Gevainim. What Shal did was he killed Naiv Ir Hakayanim, who used to supply the Gevainim with food, and therefore it was considered as if he killed the Gevainim. That's what the Pasuk is referring to, but it says that Shaul killed the Gevainim because he removed their sustenance. So because of the Gemara is being a few psukim regarding stealing, that it's considered as if the person killed, and the Gemara is explaining why you need all these psukim. Maybe you're only taking away this guy's nefesh, but maybe his children not. It says even his children. So you see the influence, the Rachmon Stander Ritzicha, is even considered on the children. Maybe it's only if you didn't pay for it. But if you force the guy to sell, which we call a chamson, you force the guy to sell something, maybe it's not considered ritzicha. Chamas, usually chamas is referring to a chamson, someone who forces somebody to, to sell something, and you see, it's called damnaki. Maybe it's only if you stole it with your hands. But if it's only a grama, maybe there is no such concept. It says, Shaul killed the Gevainim. We don't see Shaul killed the Gevainim. Because he killed Naivir Akainim that was supplying the Gevainim with food. Therefore, it's considered as if he killed him. So you see, even if your cause, a person causes somebody else to lose his sustenance, the Torah considers it as if he killed the individual. You see how a person views his parnasa. And sometimes you see a person is under a lot of stress. Instead of saying that he's a depressed soul, think about maybe he's struggling in parnasa. One of the greatest stresses and in a certain sense, Rahman Sam, we should have enough from it. It could even be bigger than a health stress. Is when a person is struggling with a parnasa stress. Rahman Sam, we should have enough from it. It is extremely pressuring on the individual. And a male, a person should never dance somebody when he's going through a difficult situation. It's even if you don't know anything health that's going on in his family, it could be a parnasa issue, which is extremely stressful. And Bezra Hashem, the Rabbi should send Taira! Supplies a person with Parnasa and Bezra Hashem, like we spoke about this morning, the Kala, Bezra Hashem brings a person Parnasa. Vaiter, they talk about Parnasa, that the woman brings Parnasa, the guy says, is referring to Limit Atayra. When a person makes a commitment, Isha, Isha's Chayel, the Taira sends a person Parnasa. But you're allowed. I see him. Exactly, I've been seeing. 
Rebenzina, we finished. We're almost finished. Whoever wants to be Mishtatif, we still have a few more opportunities. And like Chaim Yecheskel likes to say, it's not about, we don't, we're, we're giving the Olam an opportunity. Chaim always makes sure that we say it's an opportunity. We're not schnurring. It's an opportunity to be part of the grace of that's taking place tonight. Bezer Hashem. And everybody has their chrayas. How many people you saw, Moshe? Two. Everybody has to try to get two people. Not to, not to come to Menachem Zalman, always make sure to say that. No, we don't need anybody extra to come to the Seer. Whoever deserves to come should come. We're asking Yosef, you deserve to come. You can every day 620. Yeah, everyone that deserves to come should come, but we want tomorrow morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a person, we have to try to get two people, and Yosef, you don't count. You have to try to get two people, two new people, to come try. Everyone should try to have such an achrayis, and let's go back. There's nothing more. Have a loikchim and anoshim. You're allowed to buy from noshim. Tana abaran loikchim and anoshim. Klei tzemer biyehuda uklei pishton begalil. You're allowed to buy from women. Klei tzemer and Yehuda, klei pishton and galil. We don't assume they're stealing there. Have a loyenish shmonim asaltus. But you're allowed to buy wine, oil, and silas. For loymen avodim, you're allowed to buy from avodim. For loymen atinaikis, you can't take from tinaikis either. Abishal says a woman is allowed to sell four or five dinarim in order to make a kipa l'raisha. That is, she's, she has to make, she has to produce a kipa for her head. So sometimes she has a head to her husband lets her sell four or five dinarim so that you could let go. That's what Abishal says. But if they say to hide it, then Avada, it's aser because if you have something to hide, that means there's something suspicious going on. A is only allowed to take from a woman a He cannot take a huge donation from a woman. I'll tell them something interesting. There's a chazal that says that women are karg. Women are a night sorrow. They have, uh, they have, they, they have carried. The nature of a woman is to be carried. Now, the truth has always bothered me because when your kids want something, who do they go? They don't go to Tati. Tati's going to say no. They go to mommy. That's usually what they do. So it always bothered me. How could Chazal say that women are karg? And they say, Chazal bring a ride from sorry, man, or whatever. It's a discussion, not for now. But Akapon, they bring a ride from sorry, man, the women are karg. So I was talking to one of the Chashiva and the Sheikh Ayel from Libertyville yesterday, and she told me that they're trying to raise money for something, and she said, you can only raise. From men, not from women. Women don't give. She said, women don't give money. Tell the Kazakh. So you see the Metzius says that women are karg. It was amazing to me. And I think the Oymek is, it was, it was, it was, I know they don't. They don't. That's a, it was, it's like rabbits and shtickle tire. And I, 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 it, I, I was thinking about it afterwards. The Oymek Kadava is like this. Now again, I'm not, it's not a bad midah. There's a reason why women are like that. We're not going to get into this. I just want to analyze it. The Nekuda is, because when it comes to yourself, women are very generous. Your kids are for yourself. Then women are very generous. When it comes to others, men are much more generous than women. Menachem Zalman, don't go around with the credit card to the wives, only to the men. The men will give. But anyway, that's the Gemara says. Gabbait Stoka should only... So the reason for this is not else. It's just an interesting concept that we assume the husband would not want the wife to give a huge donation. So a small donation, you're allowed to take, but a big donation, you're not allowed to take. If a guy is pressing olives, and he's selling an olive press, but he's really dealing with other people's olives. So are you allowed to buy zaysim from him? 
So the halach is, you're allowed, maybe he's stealing it, so you're allowed to buy olives bemida. If there's a lot, if there's a measurement, a huge amount of olives, so obviously he's not stealing that because people are going to hop. So that you're allowed to buy. Vishamen bemida or a lot of oil. But not if it's a little bit, then he might be sneaking it by. Then it's usher to buy it because then he might be stealing. You're not allowed to steal. You're not allowed to buy stolen items. Rabbi Shimonil says you're allowed to buy zaysim. Some take out the word mayid, but Akabanim you're allowed to buy. They take they put in the word muit, but Akabanim you're allowed to buy in galul ha'elyon. Why? Shepam ma'adam boy shlimker al pesach. Basically, sometimes a person is embarrassed to sell on his own. He gives it to his wife, and his wife sells. So if you see a, a woman selling zaysim in galul, you're allowed to buy it. Now listen to this story, Ravina. Ikla lebei mechuza. Ravina went to mechuza. Asu nashi debei mechuza. Ramu kamei kavli vishiri. The women came out. He was collecting staka, and the women came out and they gave him different kinds of kalim for staka. Kabli and he accepted from the from the women golden kalim. Amal or expensive kalim. Amal yabet tisvali ravina v'atanya gabet staka mekalim em davar muot. Avalo davar muba. You know how to take a davar meruba from a woman. They're giving you golden items. It's Dav Ruba. So the Gemara says a big Yisai. Listen to this Yisai. Amalei hani libnei mechuza davar muet nino. For a bnei mechuza, this is considered a davar muet. Sometimes a person thinks, listen, Yosef, I'm, not, I'm just picking your name out of the blue. But sometimes a person says to the see him, I can't give two big hasagas, mamish big. A person has to realize if their bnei shalom benched you with gelt, Sometimes you have to understand that don't base your hasagas when it comes to making simchas all of a sudden. Then you have to act like a gvir. You have to spend $50,000 on a kiddush because you're a gvir. When it comes to giving stonka, I can't, I, I can't pick my hasagas. A person has to raise his hasagas. And a male, that's the Gemara says, that b'nei mechuza, who are grace a gvirim, these golden things are a davar muet. Menachem Zalman, you want to bring the credit card machine to him? Yeah. Zarte Gemar. Zarte Mishnah. Muchen. No one has any idea that the Bernish one bunched with money. No one knows. Muchen shehakaivis maitzi, when a kaivis washes, muchen washes a beged, and he pulls out pieces of, when you wash something, sometimes you get out pieces of cloth, the muchen, harelu shalai, the Allah is, you're allowed to keep it. The kaivis is allowed to keep the muchin that he takes out of the baget. The hasayrik maitzi, if the comer is maitzi the muchin, harelu shabalabais. That belongs to the balabais because they are much bigger, and amela, those the balabais keep. So basically, the point is is the guy meichel or not, depending, it depends on what kind of, of, a, of industry we're dealing with. Kaivis naitel gimelchukamin shalai. A kaivis is allowed to take three strings. Rashi says it was like three strings at the edge of the baggage. He's allowed to take it and it belongs to him. Yes, and we can't avail the shabalabayas. More than that, the guy's not Michael, it's the balabayas. If there's black on white, meaning it doesn't match the baggage, then you're allowed to take it and it's yours. Again, the guy is not Makbut on it. The point is, the guy shouldn't be Makbut on it. A tailor that left out a chut, a shear, we'll see it in the Gemara's explain how big that shear is. That belongs to the Balabais. If it's a chut that has that you could uh, sew with, or a piece of cloth that's three by three, belongs to the Balabais. 
When a carpenter is cutting wood, is, is chiseling at wood, so whatever he takes off of the wood with a matzad, which is something that removes only little pieces, that's a rare lushalai, that he can keep. Ubikashil, that's a different kind of keli that removes big pieces, shabalabais. That goes to the balabais, because the balabais is not meichal on it, it's a big piece of wood. If he was working in the balabais' house, then even the even the Nisayres, really, even the sawdust goes to the Balbais. If he's working in his own shop, so the big pieces go to the Balbais, small pieces he can keep. If he's working in the Balbais' house, everything goes to the Balbais. That's the concept of the Mishnah. Big things go to the Balbais, small things go to the uh, worker. You're allowed to buy pieces of cloth from the laundromat because it's his. Hakaivis is allowed to take the two top strings from the baghead. That's that's considered shalai. A very, very interesting thing. The way they used to do it, the kaivis used to do it, they used to string up the baghead. So they had loops to string it up. Oh, Kivaldi. They had loops to string it up. So when you string it up very very tight, when you pull it very tight and you comb it, you get out much more than when you put it loosely. So you're now going to make it too tight because then when you're washing it, you're going to get out too much material and that is also a very interesting thing. So so that's the mitzvah. See, now if you string it too tight, you're going to get out too much and that is also... When you comb a baggage, you should only go to the arev, right? The chassis and the arev are two different directions that these strings go. You should not comb it to the chassis. You should only comb it in the arev direction because or else you're taking out too much. When you're smoothing it out, you pull it to the length, not to the width. Again, these, the, the londus over here is all these all protect the beggar. If you want to pull out pieces to even it out, and even the pieces are until the size of a tefach, then it's mutter. That's the din. Tukmar explains these dinim. Armar, shnei chutim. The Mishnah says you have two chutim. Fatim arvanan tanan shalosh. Our Mishnah says three chutim. Is it three or two? Vaykasha, habalimi, habaktini. Depends if it's a big string or a small string. Big strings, yeah, is less. Small strings are more. You should not comb it to the chassis direction, only to the Arab direction. The Brysa says the other way. Two different kinds of begad. A sarvala is a kavadik begad. Then you comb it to the chassis. Rashi says it's more beautiful. A talis, then you comb it to the then you comb it to the Arab because or else you're going to tear it. It's more. It's a begad that has more. Uh, uh, pressure that's put on it, so therefore you should comb it to the sh- to the erev. So bekitzer, the a uh, fancy baggage, Rashi says you comb to the chassis. A a baggage that's a practical baggage, you comb to the erev. You're not allowed to make it. You're not allowed to make the loops tighter than three stitches. You shouldn't tighten them more than three stitches. What does it mean? Three stitches. Going back and forth is considered one stitch. Or is going back and forth considered two separate stitches? Because how many stitches are you allowed to make in these loops? And the Gemara says, take a nice, amazing thing. You see what a gvir we are. People complain there's no money. In those days, they're busy with one stitch, two stitches. By us, if it doesn't work, just throw it in the garbage. In those days, every single thing was meduktik. Every, how many stitches, how many strings today? Dreaminish can cup. But that's what it was in those days. And Baruch Hashem, the limud is for us to appreciate the tremendous shefa 
that the Rebbeinu Shalom gives on us. Baruch Hashem. O Mashveyo Le'arkai Avaloi Le'rochboi If you you even it out for the Eirich and not to the Reichav Avahatanya Ifcha well, the Brisa says you do it to the Reichav, not to the Eirich. Which way do you do it? We're talking about evening, equaling out the Baghdad. Like Kasha, Habiglima, Habahabyani. One's talking about a regular Baghdad, and one is talking about Hamyani, which is a belt. So, Bekitsa, there's two different ways to even it out, and therefore, one is to the length, and one is to the width. It depends on the Baghdad that we're dealing with. You should not buy pieces of cloth from the comer because it doesn't belong to him. A place where the Sayyid is allowed to keep the Muchin, like him, you're allowed to buy. If he made a pillow out of it, or he made a mattress out of it, then you're allowed to buy from him. My time Once he made it already, he's kind of with and then you're allowed to buy it. But if he didn't make anything out of it, you're not allowed to buy from a Sayyid Muchin. Tanya Abadan ain't like him, Igardi. You're not allowed to buy from a tailor. Lay Irin, Valay Nirin, Valay Punkalin, Valay Shurai Pikiyas. These are all different kinds of yarn and strings that they do with their work, and we're afraid that it was stolen. You're allowed to buy a, even a spotted beggar. Even if they sell you a beggar that's made out of all different kinds of materials, so obviously he stole it. You're still allowed to buy it as long as it's made into a beggar. Whether it's Erev made into Erev or it's spun or it's woven. And the Gemara, why? Because you have a shino. Once it's made into a beggar, you have a shino, then you could buy it. If you're telling me you could buy spun, tavi means spun. If you're telling me you could buy it if it's spun into a thread, so then obviously if it's woven, you're allowed to buy it. Why do we have to say spun and woven? What does it mean woven? It means tichi. Tichi is a weaving that is made without spinning the strings. So Mela, therefore, we're saying that you could have a shinoi of spinning the strings, or you could have a shinoi of weaving. Either one is considered a shinoi. You're not allowed to take from a person that dies. The way they used to have different, uh, 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 what's, the, what's the word? Samples. You used to have samples that they would demonstrate. You're not allowed to buy these little samples from them because we're afraid it was stolen. Not pieces of wool. Like we said before, you're allowed to buy a dyed baguette because... It's obviously a shinoi. Tavoy ubegadim. Fratig mara hashta. Tavoy shakal begadim ibaye. If you're allowed to buy tavil, to a spun, obviously you're allowed to buy a beggar. A beggar is after it is spun. So the chayv is telling me once it's a beggar already, once it's spun already, you can buy it. So obviously when it's a beggar, you can buy it. So the mara begadim namti. A beggar means felt. Felt is a beggar that you make without spinning the strings. And a mela, you could have a shinoi before the spinning. So the kids are either spinning is considered a shinoi or making it into a bagad is considered a shinoi. A person gives hides to an avdan, to a person that is ma'abid. The pieces of leather and the wool that comes off, that is considered chashiv and that goes to the balabayas. But what the guy washes off in the water, that's not considered so chashiv, and that it, it goes to the uh, avdan. In Hayashachor, the Mishnah said, if there was black on it and you removed it, it was a white bag and there was black on it, you're allowed to remove it. Amr of Yehuda, Katsrishme, the name of a laundromat is a Katsra. 
the katsra shakalai. The reason why it's called the katsra is because he could take the little bits, the little extras from the beggar, and he can keep it. It's the, that's why it's called a katsra, because the little strings that are sticking out, he could keep. Am Rav Yehuda, hakol oilin leminyan tchela. It's a very interesting halacha. The halacha is, Bezir Hashem Rav Yitzchak, and Rav Levi Yitzchak. Yehuda, you remember what you used to say in the olden days? Forgot. Forgot. If you're here from Abakama, you'll be here from Meseches, Menachas. Yitzchak, you have to believe it. You'll be here from Menachas, in Menachas, we're going to learn about tzitzis. There's a very interesting halacha by tzitzis. There's a certain amount of space that the tzitzis has to be off the edge of the beggar. There's a certain amount of space. Let's say there's a little string that is sticking out of the beggar. Is that little string considered part of the beggar in regard that you measure it as part of the space regarding the tzitzis or not? So the Gemara says these strings are considered part of the beggar regarding tzitzis. This is what Rav Yehuda said. But he added, the Yitzchak Bri Kaparelayu. My son Yitzchak was a big machmir, and he was very machmir to remove these strings. But generally speaking, these strings are considered part of the beggar. Even though the guys didn't take it out later. yes. Ha chayot the Mishnah says, if the chayot leaves over a little bit of a string, enough to sew with, it goes to the balabais. How much is considered enough to sew? The amount, the size, if when, you, when you have to sew, you have to get the needle in and out. So you have to have a little bit bigger than the size of a needle, or else you can't get it in and out. So if you have something that's the size of a needle and bigger than that, that's considered chashiv, and then it goes to the balabais. I think I asked how much bigger. Does it mean double the size of a needle, meaning a needle plus another needle? Is that how much is considered right to sew? Or as long as it's a little bit bigger than a machat, that's enough. How much do you need? Tashma, Titania, the Braissa says, Achayat Shashayr Esachot, Pachis Mikadelit Furbai. If the Chayat left over less, than the amount that you could sell. Or a piece, a beggar that's less than three by three heads boys. If the balabais wants it, he's makbid, it goes to balabais. But if the balabais is not makbid, then it's shaloi. So that means you can have a string that's less than the shear of sewing, and the balabais is makbid on it. If you want to say the shear is double needle, which is a bigger shear, so pachas mikan chazul even less than that is still roy to make like little stitches in the loops that we spoke about on top, and therefore the balbayis could be makbed on it. If it means a drop bigger than the needle, pachas mikan chazi. Why would the balbayis be makbed on it if it's a le- if it's less than the size of a than a little bit bigger than a needle? There's nothing you can do with it. You can't sew. You can't. Get the needle in and out. So the chayya, obviously, you see the shear is a malay machat, a double machat. That's the shear. And therefore, if it's less than that, it's still considered a shtickle roi. So if the balabais is makbid, then it goes to the balabais. If not, it goes to the uh, tailor. The Mishnah said that a carpenter, what he removes with the ma'atzad, he can keep. What he removes with the kashil goes to the balbais. Two different kinds of kalim. Two different kinds of tools that he uses. In fact, the Bryce says the opposite. We would have a different. For a minute, for a minute, mashacharish might see b'ma'asad ve'anifsak b'megera. Something gets removed with a ma'asad or with a saw. Harelu shaloi. 
What comes out of the drill or the sanding, or the sawdust that comes off the saw. You can keep. So in this bride, so you see that the ma'atzad removes big pieces. In the Mishnah, you see the ma'atzad removes small pieces. So which one is it? In the in, in the place of our Tata, there were two kinds of tools. L'rabasi kari l'kashil. The big one that took up big pieces, they called it a kashil. O l'zitrasi kari l'matzad. And the small one, they called a matzad. So therefore the matzad removed only small pieces. Ba'asa the Tana bra, but in the city of this Tana, chad hudika, there was only one kind of tool. V'kari l'matzad, even the big one, they called a matzad. And therefore, the Brysa says that what the Matzah, because the Matzah cuts, cuts off big pieces in the Brysa's city, and therefore it goes to the Balbayas, and the last Gemara will Bezer Hashem be finished by Yabichil Moshe tonight. Rabbi Isai, we have two Achrai, three. We have Bezer Hashem, a grace to see him tonight, that everyone should please participate. We also have an Achrayas to get two people to try to get two people to come to the Chabura. And to be sure, let's make a dance like Kavod Baba Kavod. Simen Taivo, Mazel Taivo, Mazel Taivo, Simen Taivo. Yehi Lano Lechol Yisrael.